Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. I'm super excited for today's episode that is part of a series we're doing on compliance and operations insights. We have teamed up with MedTrainer to bring forth some of the technology and industry experts around the areas of compliance, credentialing, and many other things. Today, our guest is Kevin Steinman. He's a leader and executive passionate about solving problems through the development, deployment, and commercialization of technology. Kevin has more than 25 years of experience building and leading commercial teams and operations in financial services and healthcare. He currently serves as the chief operating officer at MedTrainer and has served in many other leadership roles, as mentioned, in the healthcare and financial services space. Kevin, such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. I'm super excited about the the topic and passionate about technology. So looking forward to the discussion. Likewise, likewise. So Kevin, before we, we dive into the question set here, one of the things we like to do is get to know our guests a little bit more. So what is it that inspired your work in healthcare? Yeah, so a little bit of context, and you mentioned this in, in my intro there, but I spent 25 years in the financial services industry working to build and deploy data and software solutions to banking institutions, financial advisors, and also to retail consumers. And I made a switch into healthcare about seven or eight years ago, really primarily because looking at the healthcare industry, I saw similarities to the financial services industry 10 to 15 years prior. And what you see or what we saw over that my time in financial services is the deployment of technology to really transform the industry, to improve the efficient, to improve efficiencies, both for the end sort of employees of financial institutions, but also the management and consolidation of data sort of on the back end within these institutions. And healthcare has done some of this, meaning using technology and data to to be more effective and efficient, but there's a tremendous amount of opportunity to continue to do that. And so I ended up switching into healthcare to really explore and take advantage of different ways that we could see technology making a similar impact in the healthcare industry. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's refreshing to hear that Finance was once in the position that healthcare is. You you tend to feel behind the ball uh, in this industry, and we need minds like yours to make a difference. And if you you said the word efficiency, it's always been important. But with market shifts in in healthcare, there's an even bigger push to get more done with less. In your operations experience, how is this best achieved? Yeah. So there's really two two pieces to efficiency, right? There's the cost side. So we got to do things for less money and we need to improve the output or the outcomes from the system. So there's really two sides to the equation. On the cost side, there is always, you can always do more with what you have if you deploy the technology correctly. And that Sometimes works, sometimes doesn't, but the promise is always there. I think what's interesting in healthcare is that on the outcome side, while the sort of industry as a whole has been pushing to reduce costs, the outcomes are not only important from like just an output perspective, but also really important on the quality side, right? I mean, the quality of of the outcome is about people's lives, people's health, and 
really finding that balance between like saving money and generating high quality outcomes is the game here. And it, the impact is not just dollars and cents, but it's really about, about the impact on the people. This type of sort of efficiency and effectiveness and outcomes really comes in a large part in two parts. One is on the sort of software side. I mentioned this before, like how people are using technology, doctors, for example, nurses, in terms of actual patient care. But also there's a big component on the data management side and workflow management. And you don't really see that as, a, as an end consumer of healthcare, but there is a tremendous amount of potential there in really understanding customer, or sorry, patient data both at the individual level and at the population level, that, that's super exciting. I think that the other dynamic in healthcare, which we also saw through the financial services industry over the years, is that while consolidation is happening, and that's an, an, an sort of an important component of what's happening in healthcare, meaning smaller hospitals emerging with other hospitals to create larger hospital networks, you have roll-ups of smaller practices into larger practices, private equity is certainly playing in this space. While all that's happening, there's still a lot of fragmentation. You still have a lot of small businesses with under 100 employees who have not yet adopted technology. I mean, very common for us at MedTrainer to talk to small business to small businesses who are still using paper. And let's not forget in healthcare, we're not that far away from using fax machines. In fact, I think there are probably still operations still using yeah, mind-boggling on the one hand, but literally what I can tell you for sure, and again, we see this with our customers, people have boxes and binders of paper everywhere that they need for managing their compliance and regulatory requirements. And just think about that. Like we barely have any paper in our lives at all. I mean, as individuals, right? As, and right. Because we've all moved past that. And yet the industry is just, you know, that far behind. So there is certainly an opportunity here. And, you know, at MedTrainer, one of the things that is amazing is using technology to really help these small businesses be more efficient and drive great patient outcomes. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Some great pointers there. And at the end of the day, there's a data component and there's a digitization component. And there's a lot that we don't know. So in the healthcare industry, technical partners have to be more than just vendors they play a crucial role in, in achieving an organization's mission. Could you elaborate on what it means to view technical partners as more than just transactional relationships? Yeah, for sure. So when you're looking at technology solutions as a buyer, right? And so in this case, a healthcare buyer, so maybe I'm the owner of a practice um, or in, in a hospital procurement person looking to buy software. Obviously, the first thing you need to look at is making sure that the the technology will do what you need it to do, that will fit your business needs and ultimately will give you a good return on investment. There's no question about that. But the dimension, the other dimension to this is really about looking for companies that will provide more than just the, the sort of the product itself. And today, given the nature of most software, which is it's software as a service or SaaS, so the content the data management, the, the actual technology all exists in the cloud and is accessed through any computer. Given that model, basically most services are subscription-based. And the reason that's important is that a key component of a subscription-based model is not just like delivery of the product, but ongoing going services and support around it. 
And today, as everybody's competing to really, well, one, win the business, but two, to retain the business, companies like and MedTrainer alike, is they're really bringing much more than just the software, the technology and support of that. They're bringing a lot of wraparound services around content and subject matter expertise for their area. So in the case of MedTrainer, we have a deep expertise in, in compliance and regulatory requirements. So we make that expertise available to our customers, whether it's via email and online and webinars, or even we make our subject matter experts available directly to our customers when that makes sense. So as a buyer, I would definitely think about not just the, the system itself, but really what that whole ecosystem is that you can tap into when you're buying technology. Yeah, that's a great, great approach and really appreciate that, Kevin. And so on the one hand, this need for technology to make things happen, to be more efficient. On the other hand, our need to take care of patients. And so things are complex and there's a lot of requirements. How can healthcare organizations strike the right balance between embracing technology for efficiency and maintaining that strong customer-centric focus? Yeah, so I think looking at it certainly through like the compliance lens, I think people generally, well, the regulatory environment in healthcare is changing every day, right? And that's something that is the challenge or the pain that, that MedTrainer's customers and all the healthcare organizations face. That is true, it's changing, but it also changes relatively slowly. And I think that's important to keep in mind. The important thing is to keep up on top of it and stay out ahead of it because it can feel like it's moving quicker than you can react if you're not doing that, certainly. The good news is from a technology perspective, because as I mentioned, we're now operating in, in a software dynamic or environment where the content and the functionality is all in the cloud, technology providers can be very flexible, right? We can make a change to our software today if we needed to and deploy it today, right? If you go back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was all on-premise technology. There were releases that needed to happen, which were big process changes, big, it took time, it took money. We had to shut systems down, bring them back up, and now we can make those things quickly. So point is, good news is the technology is ever evolving and it is actually fairly easy for vendors to keep on top of the regulatory change. So that's the, that's the good news. I think the challenging part, back to the sort of customer-centric or patient-centric focus, is that the demands there are really high because we as consumers, if you think about myself or yourself as the patient, like we have really high standards of what we expect from people that provide service to us, right? Like, Oh, yeah. I certainly am not ready to get a piece of paper handed to me anywhere. I certainly <laughs> am not faxing anything around, although you kind of sometimes feel like you need to with healthcare. I want, I don't even want to pick up the phone and call somebody. I want online scheduling. I want to be able to see my data, my charts, my results, like in real time on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that demand, in a good way, healthcare is being forced to be more patient-centric. And I don't mean from a like a patient care perspective, but from a sort of a service perspective. There's also a lot of competition out there now, right? I can go to urgent care. I can go to my primary care physician. I can go to an ambulatory surgical center instead of hospital. There's just so many different options. It's not just like go to the hospital. Um, and so 
organizations really need to be thinking that way to stay competitive. And again, I think that given where we are in the build out of technology and the availability in the industry, organizations can do that. And that's what MedTrainer as a company and other companies like us are there for quick, easy deployment of technology solutions to, to make sure that our customers are, are being competitive in every dimension. They're being regulatory, keeping regulatory compliance, but also really being responsive on the patient and customer side. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. And there's definitely a, a balance that have to, that has to be struck there. And it's not always easy. And, and a lot of organizations, they want to get better. They want to be more efficient. But this whole idea of a, adopting technology could be daunting. Can, how do you change this mentality and manage the change? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Going back to the nature of healthcare, the reality of it is people that, or most of the people that are running and working within healthcare organizations are there to, because they want to provide healthcare services, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily wanting to worry about technology and workflow process and all these things that kind of now are re- required to be successful within the industry as there's continued pressure on cost and drive for better outcomes. And the good news is that, again, back to the fact that we're in this SaaS, this model whereby things are in the cloud and we can deploy things easily right to your desktop, right to your phone in real time. The cost is, and when I say cost, it's both time and money to deploy technology is actually quite low. It's pretty remarkable. Like for MedTrainer customers, if they're signing up for our learning product, for example, where there's online training available. I mean, literally in the span of one day, in the span of one hour, I could get a customer fully deployed, making our content available to hundreds of people in their organization within an hour. Now, of course, there's training that needs to happen along the way, but in reality, that's pretty amazing. And so the the cost to that organization is literally the, the time of one, maybe two hours for the admin to get trained up. But it can be done that quickly. And then in that moment, now people are accessing content literally on their phones, right? So like the time to deploy and the cost is very low. In terms of making sure that these deployments are successful, I think based on my experience doing this for years, I think the first step is making sure that you set a reasonable scope for the first deployment. Don't try to take too big a bite. Take a little... Start with crawling, and then you can think about walking and think about running. I think that sort of mentality is the way to go. Typically, you'll see that software platforms are modular, and that's true with MedTrainer as well. We have a learning module, we have the documents and policies workflow module, and then we have our credentialing module. So given that, you can start with one of the pieces of the puzzle, be very focused on it, roll that out. And then depending on how that goes and how your relationship with that vendor is going, you can then say, okay, that's great. I got this one problem solved. Now I can tackle the next problem. At the end of the day, what's critical to rolling these software platforms out is not about the technology. It's more about the process and the workflow and the change of behavior of the employees that are going to be using it. And so being very thoughtful. And again, sort of using that 
crawl, walk, run mentality, you can get this, get the technology out, make sure people are using it, make sure they're using it effectively, then go and do it again with another piece of functionality. The other thing that I'll just mention here that I think is so critical is that, and this is probably in my experience, the biggest mistake people make. They think that the software is going to solve the organizational and process mess that they have at their operation. And that is just not true. Software exists to make a process more efficient and more impactful in whatever, wherever you're deploying it, whether it's compliance or anywhere in the business. And if you don't have your process in your house in order, dropping a technology solution in there is not going to solve your problem. It's going to create a new set of problems with technology mixed into it. My advice is always keep the scope small and then really make sure you understand from a process perspective what you want it to look like. And then the third piece, of course, is what does success look like at the end of the day, right? If I get this technology in there and my process is working, like, what do I expect to happen? Am I going to be working faster? Am I going to get higher output? Some combination of both. What do those levels look like? Like at the end of the day, think about three, six months later, was I successful? Does my boss think I was successful looking back? Right, you spend money on the technology. Is it doing what we, we thought it would do? And that's, a, that's sort of a, a question you need to ask yourself before you get started. And if you get a, agreement and alignment from your superiors and the other stakeholders that sit around the process and the technology, and you get that nailed down ahead of time, I'm confident that you can, you'll be able to set that North Star and then drive towards it as opposed to looking back and trying to figure out what you were trying to do after the fact. Yeah, no, Kevin, I love that. And some very practical tips for everyone listening. Just get focused, dig into one particular problem, start small, and then really kind of check out your processes. Are they in the, the right place? And the nice thing about what Kevin said is that if they're not, since you started small, it's not super overwhelming. You could actually work and, and get fine tune those. And then finally get clear on your outcome. If we if we're if we're clear on the targets that we're after, we'll be able to understand if a particular project has been successful or not. Just just the phenomenal framework there that you provided, Kevin. Really appreciate it. I'll I'll really conclude with this question. The communication within an organization is key. And really, it's frontline employees who can gain the most efficiency out of some of the things that we've talked about. In many cases, they've developed workarounds when issues arise and don't elevate the problem. So leadership ends up not knowing about it. What advice would you give to leaders listening on identifying where efficiencies could be gained? Yeah, I think the first step of any technology deployment or really any problem solving is really understanding what the problem is that you're trying to solve. I think that's like maybe obvious on the one hand, but just so critical. What is the pain? What is the inefficiency? Like, what is it that the, at the, the end employee who's struggling because they're either inefficient or maybe they can't get their job done at all? What's the problem to solve? And I think that then once you know that, then you can bring technology in and it's kind of back to where we started with the last question where we were talking about how things to, to think about as you're deploying the technology, but really being crystal clear on the problem. I, I say that because part of 
I think successful organizations that that use technology is the culture that they have around raising the problems. And that's tough on the one hand because it's, the point isn't, hey, team, tell me all your problems on the one hand. Like I, we don't need complainers, but what we want is we want people to surface constraints that they have on their success. And I think that's true in general in terms of being more efficient, but it also has a lot to do with employee engagement, happiness in the roles, reducing turnover. Like from a human resource perspective, there's a lot of a lot of impact that that you can have by understanding and responding to problems. So I think creating a culture of, again, it's not complaining, but it's a culture of bringing forward issues that what's evaluated may or may not be able to be resolved through technology. I think then the key is once you understand the problem, you can move forward. Having said that, I think the other mistake that's sometimes made in that is that there's an expectation that the employee is going to somehow come up with the solution. And I don't think that's a fair ask, and nor do I think it's an efficient approach. That's kind of what leads to workarounds. And that's a positive thing on the one hand, right? It's sort of like, I have this problem, so I'm going to do a workaround. But I think it's important to sort of take a step back, understand the problem, and then as an organization, bring forward technology or other solutions to, to the problem in a much more comprehensive way. Because oftentimes that individual just, they can't see the whole picture, right? Nor should they be asked to. So get all the problems on the table. And then as an operation, with an operation mindset, sit and look at all those pieces of the puzzle and figure out how to use technology to ultimately solve the problems in a, in a comprehensive way. Well, well said, Kevin. And no doubt, everyone, the, the message Kevin here is telling us is technology and compliance are intertwined. Like there's nothing we could do about it. If we're going to advance forward, we have to use technology. Keeping your healthcare organization a step ahead with those IT partnerships to make that happen will help that compliance, will help employee relationships uh, and engagement overall. Uh, Kevin, this has been a super interesting podcast with you. If you had to leave the the listeners with a, a closing thought, what would you leave them with? I guess big picture, things like compliance and regulatory challenges can feel like a drag. They can be. But if your organization and your sort of operational mindset is focused on continuous improvement to drive better efficiency and better outcomes and creatively using technology, you could really turn it around and make those a real competitive advantage for your organization, both in terms of your success in terms of around compliance and regulation. But you mentioned this too, I, it's, but I, people will be happier working there. And I think that, especially today in healthcare where turnover is just such a huge problem and such a drag on all organizations, that'll give you a real competitive advantage going forward. Amazing. Kevin, thank you so much. What a great conversation. Folks, all the resources and a summary of what we've discussed with Kevin Steinman today will be available in the show notes. Some those out as well as ways to get in touch with MedTrainer. Kevin, I can't thank you enough for spending time with us and sharing the insights you have today. Great, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the conversation. 